Hi everyone, Alice here. Just wanted to let you know before the episode starts that we have merch now. You can go to my online web store, which is alice.deals, and you can find all kinds of Best Idea of All Time merch. We've got a coffee mug with our logo on it. We've got our Abbey tank tops that we've talked about on the show. We've got a mouse pad covered in Therese faces and stickers of our show logo and all kinds of other cool stuff. Just go to alice.deals slash best idea. Once again, that's alice.deals slash best idea. Hello, and welcome to The Best Idea of All Time, a podcast where we watch the movie Carol every week, and then we talk about the movie Carol. My name is Laser. And I'm Alice. This is episode 19? 19, amazing. Um, And we have an extremely amazing special guest this week. Oh my goodness. We have an extremely (laughs) amazing special guest this week. Um, Well, well, I mean, you, you know him as Fred, but... We uh, will introduce him as an actor, a teacher at the only K-12 through performing arts school in the country, uh, and someone who has been so generous as to join us. Uh, please welcome Kevin Crowley. Hi, Kevin. Hey. Ooh. Sorry, of course, it, it, just when you introduced me, I have you know, an alarm going off. It's okay. Uh, thank, you, thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. It's a good thing that yeah, you have Yeah, we've been so excited experience. to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, so, so we 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 met you through weeks. I'm curious. You say that one more time. What what other guests have you had for 19 episodes? <laughs> I'm kind of curious. So we've had, uh, well, we've had a number of comedians. Um, so we 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 got hooked up with you through Carla Kakowski, who's right. an improviser and, and comedian in Los Angeles that 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 we know. Um, we've had uh other comedians like Paul F. Tompkins and um. This um, New Zealand comic named Tim Bat, who actually hosts a different podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time, whose format we kind of stole. Um, we, we had we had um, the writer and artist for a uh, adaptation or, or a biography of Patricia Highsmith, the author of the novel that this oh. movie was based on. Yeah. And we've had our friends. We've had we've had all kinds of people. It's been it's been really great so far. Yeah. So it's not necessarily about people who are working on the movie or just, just people who have an interest in the movie, necessarily. Yeah, I mean, some of it, a lot of it is folks that have had, I mean, the movie Carol is formative for a lot of folks. It's like a queer sure. awakening film for a lot of people. Sure. Um, heard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, first of all, I guess, how, how, how do you know Carla? And um, tell us a little bit about, I guess, that part of your life. Uh, Car- Carla, I got to know because her husband, uh, Craig was a second city alum. I'm a second city alum. I wonder what she came through town. I don't even, maybe, I want to say five, six years ago with her podcast and interviewed me as part of an improv festival that they started here in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, several years ago. So that's how we first met. And then we've just been Facebook buddies, like so many of us. Amazing. Yep. Uh, um, so I know that you you uh, have been an actor for a very long time. I, I, if you're a Second City alum, was it was improv and comedy a big part of that, or was it was is is it all kinds of acting? We'd love to know all about it. 
Well, it was initially. I mean, I was in. I went to James Madison University. I was an English major. Um, I graduated and was living at home and didn't know what I was going to do with my life and driving my parents crazy. And <laughs> I went to Chicago with a friend who was born in Chicago and I'd never been. And I, um, it's ironic because a friend of mine from Second City just passed away recently. Um, but it reminded me of my sort of the origin story. And I yeah. sat like March of gosh. 81 something like that um 82 maybe i graduated from in 81 and i sat at this diner across from second city and just called joyce sloan the producer all day long to say like hey i'm in town you might want to hire me now because wow I'm here. and she kept declining my calls and this is pay phone so you know 30 dollars and quarters um and eventually she said um <laughs> look if i give you tickets to the show tonight will you leave me alone so I went to the show and they put us on the rail. And if you've ever been to Second City, it's kind of the special VIP section. And uh, Entertainment Tonight was next to me. And I just, my mm -hmm. head blew up. I was like, this is what I want to do. So soon afterwards, I went back home and packed all my stuff and moved to Chicago and um, went through the whole process and did improv <clears throat> classes and, and performed a lot of shows and really unseemly venues and eventually got hired. <laughs> And and after working there and then started going down to L.A., I just realized, like, I don't know anything about acting. I, I know how to improvise. I can make up a character. But, you know, so yeah. that's a different uh, skill set. Um, <clears throat> and I took uh, came back to Chicago, took a lot of classes with a woman, Kyle Donnelly, who uh, my last recollection of her, she was at La Jolla, a terrific director and taught sort of a Meisner based um, uh, acting form. Um and so then when I went started going back to L.A., I felt, you know, equipped to to uh, actually compete for for roles because I knew kind of kind of knew what I was doing uh, acting wise. So um, and then I was out there for 15 years, some, something like that and had kids and, and uh, a wonderful life. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Well, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, I guess your origin story on this film? um on carol how were, was were you in la at this point or were you already no, in ohio so, yeah but so no no i had come we moved back here in 2006 we just the reality tv stuff took so much of the work away and i had mm. this house and 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 in hollywood and hollywood had when we were there i mean hollywood they were still drag racing down hollywood boulevard and you know um <laughs> things like that and selling crack and there was nothing but prostitutes and it was not a pleasant place. And it was really when Disney put in the El Capitan, that was kind of the linchpin that kind of turned things in Hollywood. Um, mm. And then our place had accrued so much value and it's not that I'm prescient, but like, you know, I could sort of see 2008 coming because everybody I knew was just flipping houses on the weekends, which is just I mean, like, Whoa, I'll go mm. out and, you know, this is not, and there wasn't much much work, and I, I wanted some place. My kids were in a good uh, elementary school, Valley View, which is across from Universal. Um, mm -hmm. and we just decided, well, well, we'll come back. We came back to Cincinnati because my father was here, and um, um, so anyway, we came back here in two thousand six. Gosh, now I'm trying to remember when Carol was made. So, uh, so I was here, and I I did some plays and things like that, and did some other work. And then that movie came in, and there, there's only one uh, CSA casting director, and that's Lynn Myers, and she runs a theater here, um, but she's the only uh, uh, person that's qualified as a CSA casting director. And so uh -huh. you know, Todd came in, and to his credit, he actually trusted that he could find somebody for that part, 
um, locally instead of bringing somebody in from LA, which is what most people do. So right. uh, it's become sort of a hotbed for a lot of film ever since Carol, because we have this area called over the Rhine that looks more like um, pre world war two, New York than anything you'll find in New York or on a backstage. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, it's Italian at architecture, beautiful architecture. And so you were able to replicate. So on the heels of Carol was, um, Oh gosh, uh, name escapes me, but he did the Miles Davis movie. And uh, there were several that were like set in the fifties in New York. And, um, so anyway, yes, I was up for this part, <coughs> Fred, and, um, went through several cat, you know, uh, I think two or three casting calls and finally, you know, got in the room with Todd and, uh, he would try out different stuff and then, um, <clears throat> end up getting the part. And it was just, you know, the thrill of a lifetime to, you know. Uh, to get that sizable of a part in in Cincinnati when I would never probably ever get that in LA. I mean, it's, it's an incredible part. I mean, obviously, so we are, um, there are a lot of people who are like really obsessed with this movie. We are really obsessed with this movie. So there's like, (laughs) there's never like, it's, it's, it's a terrific film. It's, Yes, yes, but uh, and, and and the fact that it's maybe helping people in some way, or it's, it's uh, that gives me a great thrill. So, yeah, I could just speak like the the canon of queer cinema for for women, especially. They're like one of some of the more memorable movies for like movies about women who love women are, are tend to be comedies, and so to have this like beautiful period piece in this in this drama and 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 really really deep emotion from from i think that's why so many people latched onto this movie specifically because it was really the the first of its type to um yeah. to try to, to do all of those of those things yeah yeah well that's that's credit to todd i mean you know this is a guy who's uh kind of uh been bequeathed with this you know he's the godfather of queer cinema i mean yeah. you know going mm-hmm. back to um, his first film and and i think he is very proud of that man's when he he's very careful about it and and uh yeah, I just feel thrilled to have, you know, and then I did two two movies with him. It's just kind of yeah. astonishing. So, yeah. yeah, I I actually watched Dark Waters earlier today and I was I was I was really curious for for that because mm-hmm. the, that one was also shot in Cincinnati. Right. Was that one also an audition? Did he, did he did he remember you from the from Carol? How did that come about? Of course he remembered me, yes, and it was kind of yeah, I did have to audition, but it was kind of given to me um because of our previous experience and that movie was specifically said in Cincinnati because uh the the lawyer who it's based on was a lawyer in Cincinnati and Mark mm. Ruffalo had bought the piece from it was an article in the New Yorker um you know it was about um oh gosh who was the company that was poisoning everybody um DuPont yes DuPont yes DuPont and and Mark had bought that and he really really wanted Todd and it's the first film that Todd has directed that he didn't write and oh, wow. so and that was unusual so yes I was really lucky to to land that as well and of course having worked with him and Carol made a great deal of, of, of difference on that that's amazing yeah I bet it, it, it was so neat to see watching that for the first time I mean it, it's it's a pretty dark movie um but at the same time Having you having you pop in with your bow tie was 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 a delight for me specifically because I've been watching Carol so much. <laughs> um, but but I also see you playing lawyers and to to have kind of similar kind of similar roles. I like we we want to talk to you a lot more about Fred from Carol, but um they both they both are a little cynical about their clients in in, in certain ways. And I, I just thought I thought there were a lot of neat parallels between the two. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, yeah, back to back clothes. I mean, coming out of Second City, when I first moved to LA, it was all sitcoms. It was all sitcoms all the time. And it mm. really wasn't probably until like 10 years into my time there that I started booking hour long stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you really get pigeonholed out there. And, you know, you're this, you're this guy, you're that girl. Um, so, um, but, uh, you know, it's 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 funny moving back here. I've probably done now more films in Cincinnati, Ohio, than I ever did in L.A. or Chicago. I have another one coming up. I'm working in early June. On... <laughs> that is it's that the really studio. Not... They don't want you to talk. <laughs> um. So, uh, but yeah, th- this has become kind of this hotbed, the same way that kind of mm-hmm. maybe Vancouver was in the late '80s or early '90s in L.A. Mm-hmm. So, go figure. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So I have questions about Fred. I know this was a while ago, so it is okay if you don't have answers. But if you do, no amount of detail is too much um, because we are huge nerds. Um, So I I would really like to know about like Fred from your point of view, like this character and what he's trying to do as we... Well, yeah, I mean, there wasn't given, I, I remember the only thing that I asked Todd was like, you know, we're, we're, it's 1950s New York and I'm representing a woman who's, who is, uh, whether consciously or not, openly out. Um, mm-hmm. Do I, do I shy away from that or do I embrace that? And and he just <laughs> didn't really answer my question. So I just decided that we were friends. But the, the odd thing was, I mean, I mean, about that. So I got this, I got the part. Um, about a week later, she won the Academy Award um, mm-hmm. for the Woody Allen, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, Blue Jasmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rip off of of, of the Tennessee Williams play, um, uh-huh. and and then two days after that, I'm standing next to her, and it was just so surreal, and I couldn't get my <laughs> brain around it. And we had that big big thing that we do in the in the office, and um. And that's what I said. And I asked him that question and it's like, okay, well, and he's like, well, it's up to you. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to decide that I, I'm okay with uh, this having a lesbian as a client. Um, and so we did the scene and I remember specifically because that's, if you, if you, well, you guys have watched the film repeatedly, you'll, yes. you'll notice that like usually, usually in a scene like that, a two person scene, when she's talking, they cut to her. When I'm talking, they cut to me. There's many, many times in that where they keep the camera over my shoulder while I'm talking because she's much better looking and much more attractive than I am. So, of course, and she's a star. She's Kate Blanchett. So, you know, I mean, arguably she, you know, she might be the best actress, you know, working in film right now, uh, you know. um, so it was just, it just all seemed very, very surreal. And I knew I felt a great deal of pressure and I, I knew after like the first take, cause it's a pretty long, it's a two or three page scene that, um, mm-hmm. they, they yelled cut and Todd and, um, his cinematographer who he's worked with for years, they both came out of their like hiding places and kind of looked at each other and they were just kind of doing this like, Oh gosh. Okay. Cause again, I, I think that, um, it's unusual to have. To come into a place like Cincinnati, Ohio, and hire somebody to do a two or three page scene with an actress who just won an Academy Award and trust that that person got the goods to do it. And so I felt mm-hmm. like, I think they felt like, oh, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. And that was a, you know, an unintentional great compliment for me. So, um, mm. yeah. It's so interesting what you say about the framing of that scene, because I've, I've always noticed that about that scene. It's so much, it's, I mean, a lot of the movie is about, who you're looking at at any given moment 
but Fred is always seen as like this like tiny obstacle in that scene and never mm-hmm. like the character really. It's really interesting the way that he's portrayed and like, yeah, it's often on her face or when it when it's Fred, it's like Fred is in the corner and he's small, but sure. he's a problem <laughs> because yeah. he's presenting all of these obstacles. Yeah. I, I'm curious. After you said after the after the first take they yelled cut and and, and it seemed like okay we we're on the right track here. How did you feel after that first take? Were you were you intimidated? Were you at ease? Um, did you had did you get a chance to talk to Kate beforehand? Incredibly intimidated. I said I described it to people afterwards. It's like it's like hitting tennis balls with Roger Federer. I mean, <laughs> she just was so every take from that. I mean, I only had the two scenes and that take mm-hmm. and the other one. Every scene was nuanced and different mm-hmm. and she would shade things. And it was just such a fun, fun challenge. And I remember, at, and be, because she's the world's biggest movie star, after cut, she would just be descended upon by hair and makeup. And I never really got to talk to her as a co-actor. And finally, there was one time mm-hmm. that I yelled cut and she looked at me and she goes, she goes, oh, darling, you're so natural. I could never do that. And I thought, I didn't say it, but I thought to myself, and you know what? I could never do what you're doing, honey, yeah, because yeah. so arch and, and Australian, I have no idea how to access that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I always forget her real accent. And this, yes. Like how much work she had to, you well, know. She slips right back into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's wild because yeah, those scenes, especially I think her like mid mid Atlantic, very um, waspy accent, really comes out with some of those lines that she says. And and really, yeah. if you think about it, both of those scenes are basically the sort of monologue that might end up being like an Oscar scene, um, like the the clip they show well, at the Oscars, right? Well, that's what, I, especially with the second one. The second one there was uh, me and her and Kyle, and then this uh, this actor from Cleveland, uh, Greg, who played Kyle's lawyer. I mean, that was, I mean, she's got two and a half pages of, you know, oh, oh, Harge, we're not ugly people. And if it goes to court work and it's going to get ugly and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, that, that, that thing, and I would wa- watch it over and over and over. We probably did 20 takes of that. And every, every scene she had to rush out of the room. And then because of her lawyer, I have to get up and follow her out and say, Carol, Carol, Carol. At every scene, she would cross the, the threshold of the camera and, and then say, she would just go, to Todd, oh darling, please give me another chance. I know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you? I mean, like, like how? I don't, I don't quite. I, I still struggle with it today. It's like, like it, actors are inherently insecure. It's why I guess mm-hmm. why we do what we do. But I just thought, like, you just won an Academy Award two days ago. You've na- you've na- you've nailed this part over and over and over again, and you've done this model, this two and a half page monologue, nuance shading every time is different, and you're still I'm like oh, it's incredible, um, <laughs> uh, amazing. You had the two scenes were they like shot very close to each other, or were you kind of I guess you lived in a Cincinnati, couple but... weeks apart. I think mm-hmm. it's funny. I just mm. drove past. The place uh, that we shot our one-on-one scene, our little two-hander um, mm-hmm. today. Um, the other scene, I th- oh, the other scene was first. Actually, the four the four-person scene was the very first thing we oh, did. Interesting. And oh. we got to um, uh, you know base camp, and we were in trailers and stuff like that. And and this actor from Cleveland and I got to know each other. Blah blah blah. And then we get shoved in a van, and then she jumps in. 
and she's wearing like a leather coveralls. And I literally, because I'm a smart ass, and I just said like, hey, I'm Kevin. Were you just slaughtering a sheep in your dressing room? What's going on? She just broke out laughing, and we kind of like really got along very well after that. Um, She's she's um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Incredible. It's just like a casual look. I love that. Yeah, yeah, no super, super. And then, yeah, and then she disappears and she comes back two hours later looking like, you know, that. And just, it's like everything is perfect. There's not a hair out of place. There's not, you know, just astonishing. Yeah, that character is very ethereal. Do you remember anything about the stenographer in that scene? We love her reactions. The stenographer? No. She's like barely in the scene. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, She was just a local Cincinnati gal. Yeah, didn't have any lines. I I don't remember her name. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, you're yeah, right. Oh, gosh. I do know that the 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 other scene, uh, the two person scene that we did, um, the woman who plays my secretary was Todd's assistant at the time. Yeah, we have yeah. a theory that Carol sleeps with her, <laughs> or is trying to set it up, is setting it up. Yeah, she gives her like okay. a present. We think it's very cute. Okay. All right. <laughs> We have a lot of theories. About but yeah, that. so did you shoot those scenes on location in like law offices or office buildings in Cincinnati? Was it a, was it a, a, a soundstage? Uh, right. The one with the four of us was done in a uh, private club. Uh, like I said, I just passed it today. Mm. It was, it's called like the Cincinnati Club or something like that. And it was just a, a, a different office. The scene that it was just the two of us was done in a judge's chambers uh, oh. in the uh, one of the um, courtroom buildings in town. That's cool. That makes total sense because that that room is very um like it's very it's very posh. A lot like all of the set dressing is incredible. I actually, so we talk about being nerds. I I don't know if you'll if you recognize this, but this is one of the bookends that that you, that you have behind you in oh in your in that <laughs> office. Where did you in get that? <laughs> Uh, I just I just found I found a similar one online. Um, if you just search for like vintage horse bookend, you can find it. But yeah, oh, that's great. We've noticed that Fred is really into horses. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that helps your character. Do you have any thoughts about like we love the fashion in this movie? I think it's a little bit better for the women than for the men. But like, yeah. I how that like affected your character and also what it's like to to wear that kind of stuff and live in that immersed in that world. Well, that, um, and you guys probably know this better than me being the nerds of the film. The, the customer, um, is, can you tell me? Oh no. Sandy Powell. Know. Oh, there you go. Who is it? Sandy Powell. I think, I believe. Yes. Sandy Powell. Yes, Sandy Powell who at that point had won maybe eight Academy awards. I mean, she's just, and, um, no, she's just so specific about, I mean, I don't, I'm sure her relationship with, with Kate was different and they probably collaborated more, but uh, no, yeah, to put you in those kind of clothes and stuff like that just puts you in that mindset, in that place, and in that historical uh, uh, time. Um, so she was, uh, she was really, really wonderful to, to work with and it was, uh, you know, quite a joy. And then her assistant on that film became the lead costumer on Dark Waters. Um, who's oh, also cool. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you that cool bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a cool bow tie. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Um, yeah. Um, so I know this this film this movie was like shot on film. It it seems like it had a pretty long um production 
like getting up to when it was time to film. Can you, is there anything that about this film versus other projects you've done that you can tell us more about just like the Carol, the Carol process, I guess. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the name. The, the cinematographer for this film is somebody who Todd works with all the time. And he's, um, he's a really interesting fellow. Um, and, and maybe you guys have access to his name. Uh, I, I don't, he is also, um, physically really debilitated because and ironically when he shot dark waters um he grew up in this place in new jersey it's like one of the most polluted places in the world and it's caused him to um uh he needs uh it's 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 not ms but it's almost like a form of ms so he needs help getting around and um because he's so persnickety and and careful about his shooting i know on dark waters mark ruffalo had told me that they had to pay extra um, insurance because he oftentimes uh, uh, causes films to get delayed. Um, mm-hmm. With Dark Waters, that was it. That, that was the first time they had not shot on film, and they were not happy about it. They have always <laughs> shot on film. So Todd, Todd and he are very, very careful about shooting on film. And he's he won he won an Academy Award for Aaron Brockovich, which is um, oh, okay. kind of ironic because Dark Waters is very similar to that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thematically. Yeah, yeah, when I was watching Dark Waters earlier, I did notice a lot of similarities between the, how that movie looks and Carol. Not just not just being in Cincinnati, but lots of shots of characters through windows, lots of lots of tracking shots that are that are similar. And then I looked it up, and and uh, Edward Edward Lockman. I don't I don't know if that's how you pronounce Edward, his name, Ed, but yeah, yes, Ed, yes, yes, Ed Lockman. Yes, he is a terrific cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. And they have a very odd. Um, uh, he and Todd have a very. It's it's like being on set with the Odd Couple. They they fight. They're they're persnickety. Um, <laughs> but but they've done all of Todd's films together, and. And, you know, I mean, Todd Haynes is iconic in this country as a filmmaker. I mean, there's nothing he's Mm -hmm. really um, individualistic and he, he, you know, he wants to tell queer stories and he's in or or other stories of, you know, um, in the case of Dark Waters about uh, people pushing back against corporations and things like that. Or um, so um, they have a very interesting relationship and they can get. very snippy on set um, and, and having done two films with them that I've seen it over and over again, but ultimately the, the, the final product is, doesn't look like anything else. This is what makes Todd Haynes films stand out. And, 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 you know, that's how, you know, you're watching a Todd Haynes film. I mean, it, it's yeah. hard to look. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So when is the last time you watched Carol? You know, I told you, I know, I know I'm a bad guest. Um, I told you I no, was going to watch it. No, I told you I was going to watch it again before this interview, and I did not have it. I mean, the no, teaching thing just is just it's so um, it takes up so much of my time, and I, I did not, I have not had a chance to watch it. Um, the other day, for some reason, on my computer, the little scene that we had together popped up, just the beginning of it, um, and I, I just had fleetingly this reminder of how I felt that day because, again, I was standing next to Kate Blanchett, who had just won an Academy Award, and I kept trying to do deep breaths and go like, what the fuck is going on that I'm standing like the Cape Blanchett? Um, it just didn't <laughs> make sense to me in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, so That's yeah. so great. It's been some time since I watched it, but I do remember, I mean, I, 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 it's a terrific film. It is very European. It's very, it's very mm-hmm. slow. You know, you, it unravels itself very, very mm-hmm. slowly, but, and, I, and they use Cincinnati so well. I mean, and I'm very proud to live here. I, I love the city. And, and uh, so, and I, I, I don't know. I'd like to think that I could work with Todd again. That, that would be so much fun. 
uh, we'll do what we can. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put Thank in a good you. word. If, if, if we get up to the, if we get to that point where we're interviewing Todd on this podcast, we'll, we'll, we will make well, sure I we say that Kevin says hello. I hope that happens to you guys. That would be, that would be terrific. That'd be the, <laughs> the culmination of this project for you. I'm sure. Uh, it would be very, very fun. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> uh, what do you, um, as a person in the, in the film or just an actor in general, what do you think of the fact that we're watching this movie every week? Um, I don't, have you grown weary of it? I mean, it, I'm a, it's honestly, no. since the beginning of the year, you've watched it every week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really? Really? Uh-huh. And does it, does it, does it reveal, does anything get revealed each time? Yes. Yeah. Not, not every time anymore, but, but definitely like we have had new discoveries. Like I, I spotted a continuity error last week that I hadn't ah. seen before that wasn't li- documented online. Some real nerdy, real nerdy stuff. Yeah, but also, yeah. I think, I think, like the movie, like one of the regular like things that we've we've heard is like the first time you watch the movie, you kind of only watch Carol, and the second, like yeah. you start to see Therese more and more the more you watch it. Yeah. Um, this time, I was just really appreciating the lighting that mm. I, this time I watched it. There's like, um, especially on the on the I can't help you with that scene, the scene that where Harge goes to Abby's house, um. He is so well lit, like which doesn't make like it, none of that would make sense in real life. But like he looks incredible. I mean, Kyle Chandler always looks mm-hmm. incredible. He's a handsome man, but um, the way that he is lit and the way his hat is lit is like it was just like very impressive to me <laughs> tonight. Yeah, and, and he's framed perfectly when when she closes the door on him. You can see him through the window in the door. Just that's like perfect. very cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, it, that's it. I mean, he's he's an amazing cinematographer. I mean, yeah, he you know. I'm surprised he only won the one Academy Award, but no, he's 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 really quite special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Alice, did yeah. you know notice anything this week? I didn't. Um, I didn't really notice much new. I I think I I I have a question about this the about the first scene you had with 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 uh Kate. If 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 and if you again if you don't remember, that's totally okay. But I like one of my favorite parts of that scene is that there, is at the very end. There's like a little button where she says like there's nothing moral about keeping my daughter away from me and at one point you 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 ask him you ask her a question you say do you like i think she says i understand and then and she, and you say do you and it's it's very like it's almost like a little like it is very much you playing being the being good friends with carol and not necessarily um a lawyer who's who's been been employed by her but someone like like do you actually understand the, the the ramifications of what's going on here? I just love that line because it, it seems so kind of flip to the character Carol, but at the same time you're saying it to Kate Blanchett. <laughs> same. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that was like I kind of felt a little hung out to dry that he didn't give me that kind of direction because I, I again we're talking 1950s uh, New York, mm-hmm. um, but still you you know you're representing uh, a woman who's made no. Um, uh, she she's very open about her her sexual proclivities, and this is not the first time this has happened. And I just said to him like, as a lawyer, what you know? And he's like, that's up that's up to you. And I I kind of felt like, okay, well, that you know, what do I do with this? But I also know that like I have a I have a lesbian sister and a and a and a gay brother, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna go with what I feel. Like I know that love, like you know, to to quote. Um, 
uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, it's like love is love, you know, it's just, um, how do I, you know, and, and also I'm a lawyer, so I'm just going to represent my client to the best of my abilities and try to get her to understand that, like, you know, you might want to, for appearance sake, you might want to play this a little differently. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I'll probably be my epitaph and, and, and just what a really special, uh, opportunity i had to to do that and and um and god bless him for like trusting that he could find somebody here because so many times they bring in movies um and and i said there's been a whole series of films that come in here but they're like oh you you all can be background people because nobody here knows what you're doing like no i i was in la for 15 years i was in chicago for 15 before that and worked at second city and steppenwolf i know i know what i'm doing so you know give me a shot yeah absolutely and i think I think you absolutely kill Fred. Like Fred's such a good character and it's such an amazing performance. Um, oh, that's yeah, true. absolutely. Yeah, it's very, it's, I mean, both of the, those scenes are, are both the, they set off the action of the film. Both of those are like, that's the beginning of the day where Carol goes to change her life, you know? And right. like, right. And then she goes and goes on a road trip or she goes and right. asks Therese to move in with her. And those are like, right. like, okay, well, this is, the moment of, of uh, the pivotal moment of my adventure, um, yeah. it's incredible. But I'm just curious how you guys are going to feel in November when you're watching it for the. <laughs> you know, the uh, uh, yeah, a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It is affecting our lives. I will say a lot. You know, we we yeah. do a lot of Carol related things. I actually have a Carol related story from this week. Um, Please. And I'm not sure if Alice knows this, but I went to a comedy festival last night, um, which I was not expecting to go to. But I just went off um, kind of last minute on a date. And um, it was this big festival at the Greek. Um, the headliner was the Rosie O'Donnell. Um, but it had oh, wow. everybody there. And um, introducing Tig Notaro was Sarah Paulson. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, oh. Hi, Abby. How are you? <laughs> um, and I that, like literally... that's somebody I wish I could have worked with. She is spectacular. She oh is oh just... yeah, yeah. Uh, l- literally so yeah. so beautiful, so hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like she she brings so much to this movie that like without that it's just a whole different dimension. But oh my gosh, yeah, very very right. bizarre. No, no, no question yet. But everything she does, she, she just, it, it's, it's what I try to teach my students. It's not about the words, it's about the emotions. And she mm. always brings emotion, always, always. And you know exactly how her characters are feeling. And it's like, just do that. Mm-hmm. You'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, Alice, do you have any more Carol news from your life this week or from this, the, your watch? No, I think, I think, I think, I mean, it was basically just being really excited to to have this interview and get to talk to Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Did you have more dark, dark, yeah. dark waters uh, questions? I know um, you, want, you watched. Uh, you I think, watched I, think I'm, I think I'm good there. I think we t- we covered everything that I that I was curious about. Excellent. Um, well, we are so excited. Uh, Kevin, do you have a favorite line from Carol? Like maybe a line that you said. Um. I don't know if I have a line that I said, but at, at one point in the scene with Kate, I was sitting there and I just kind of looked out the window and 
later that they put in a sound effect of like a car horn going by. And someone, one of my friends had written to me, email, and she's like, I love that you did that. You heard this car horn. And I was like, well, that's actually not how it happened. I just kind of, <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, lady, um, you're on the clock and blah, 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 like a lawyer would be. And then they yep. and his editors were wise enough to go, yeah, let's put a car horn in there. So is if that's why Fred's turning his head. Um, I noticed that this watch, and it's so good, and it's so like, Carol has to deal with this world where people like her whole life is dependent on these people who are on the clock. Like that, that moment is actually really, really. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. But I guess my, my, my favorite line would be hers at the end where, where she, it is the, you know, we're not ugly people, Hodge. And if this goes to court, it's going to get ugly. I just, mm-hmm. I would sit, just lap that up to be in the room with her watching that over and over again was so much oh, fun. And I, just, yeah. I can't imagine that. That sounds like a life changing experience. Uh, it's a really good like that whole scene is incredible and everybody like staring at her and like what yeah i mean it's kind of like everybody like you're kate blanchett giving an incredible monologue in the middle of this law office kind of like how where do you start crying also yes yeah Uh, like every time it was different it was kind it was a real master class into how you because and i try to tell my students this you know film is all about editing and so you want to give your director editor choices and so this time i'm gonna cry here and this time i'm gonna not cry at all and then this time i'm i'm gonna storm out earlier and it just was she she's just um well alice can we we're not ugly people does that work for this week so as we always say to end the podcast we're not ugly ugly people people, (laughs) not ugly people hard who's named harge right (laughs) really weird so when i live when I lived in LA, I lived on Canyon, right behind what was the Mayfair. Yep. I don't think it's the Mayfair anymore. Mm-hmm. Kyle lived a half a block from me, and Mark Ruffalo lived across the street. And I Whoa. never knew that. Oh. I knew about Kyle and his wife because they had a baby the same time we were having a baby, and I would see them. Oh, yeah. But Mark lived across the street. So, like, I did two Todd Haynes movies in Cincinnati, but both of them were with people that lived a half a block from me in L. Like, oh, life is so weird. That's weird. That's very strange. Yeah. That's universe stuff right there. That is universe. Uh That is stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Well But you you had you had to you had to go you had to go back to Cincinnati to to really connect with them. That 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 was the secret. Uh yes, connect with everything. Yes. Ohio is the key to all of this. Well thank you all for having me. I I hope I've Oh thank you so much. People are not bored. Other people, so I appreciate it. Oh, oh my gosh! No, absolute delight. Thank you Absolutely. so much for for being on the show. <laughs> Thank the best idea of all time is hosted by Laser and Alice. Our theme song is Easy Living as performed by Flowerlings. Find more information about them in our show notes. The show is edited and produced by me, Alice, and as our friend Tim Bat says, everyone should go to bestidea.gay. And if you have thoughts about the podcast, you can email us at askmethings at bestidea.gay. Please. Tell your friends about this show, especially if you're friends with Britt Lauer, who isn't in the movie Carol, but I recently watched Severance, and Helly, her character, is incredible. 